Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Herfcast. I'm Brian, your host, and this episode, I've got Charlie and Kevin from Cigars on the Boulevard. They're hoping to open up the first of the year in Tampa Bay, Florida. Uh, It's a veteran-focused cigar bar, cigar lounge, that I look forward to checking out next time I'm down there and they're open. Um, They do have traveling events. He's got a traveling license. So if you're looking to have a cigar event in the Tampa Bay area, check out Cigars on the BLVD dot com and contact charlie to set up an event um, also check out stogiebird.com use the code herfcast for five bucks off your order stogiebird is a cigar of the month club plus they also do sales for uh, past cigars that were featured in the cigar of the month club so check them out stogiebird.com use the code herfcast save five dollars off your order that's every order not just the first order and check out theherfcast.com. If you have anybody that you'd like to see or hear on the show, email me, brian at theherfcast.com, and let me know. Put me in contact with somebody. That's uh, how this episode happened. My uncle lives in the Tampa Bay area of Florida and met Charlie at a VFW and put us in contact because he thought we'd have a good conversation. Charlie is a combat veteran. And like I said, he's opening up the new cigar bar with Kevin, and we talk about that. We talk about all kinds of stuff, uh, cigars, uh, dealing with PTSD, um, and, you know, just shoot the shit for a little while. So hopefully you guys enjoy. Let me know. Again, that's brian at theherfcast.com. If you've got anybody you'd like me to talk to, send them my way. Uh, Enjoy the show. That's I mean, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna come hang out with you guys, I'd like to check out the shop. So hundred percent, yeah. Which is which is what? Cigars on Broadway? Cigars on the Boulevard. Cigars on the Boulevard, okay. Yeah, it's on Apollo Beach. It's on Apollo Beach Boulevard, and the boulevard is known as Boulevard as the Boulevard. That's what everybody refers to it. And Kevin's wife Carrie came up with the name and it just we liked it. It stuck. It wasn't taken by anyone else, so we ran with it. Right on. So, how long? Uh, how long has it been in the works uh, to to get the place opened up? So there's there's kind of two stories to it. There's my story and Kevin's story, and they're both <laughs> kind of comical to a certain extent. Me and Kevin were sitting out back about a year and a half at my house about a year and a half to two years ago, smoking cigars. Uh, habit that we have that we enjoy on occasion it's become more of an occasion more than the occasion lately but uh our my wife kind of told me i need to find a way to to finance my habit so kevin and i i said kevin said hey charlie we ought to start a cigar bar a cigar uh, a cigar lounge or something like that i said that's a great idea so i started researching doing all the market research for it finding out the percentage that the fda says uh of smokers are in the area, how many people are in the area, things like that, how much money I need to start up and all that good stuff. And I went to Kevin and said, Hey, Kevin, here's what I found out. And this is where Kevin's side of the story comes in. Yeah. I said to Charlie, I said, yeah, you know, um, well, and first of all, well, I said to Charlie, Hey, I'd love to be a partner with you, but in the back of my mind, I'm going like, I don't, this is never going to happen because it's kind of a pipe dream. It's, it's Charlie's baby. He really, it's, it's his dream to own a, you know, cigar lounge. And uh, I'm going like, yeah, you know, absolutely. I'll be your partner. 
And, um, but like in the back of my mind, I'm going, I'm just talking trash because it's probably not going to happen. But, um, and then in the meantime, you know, Charlie's wife said, if you're going to invest that much money, then the only way I'm going to let you do it is with Kevin, because I've, I've got a couple other businesses and, you know, and, and have, have the background uh, that Charlie doesn't have. Um, but likewise, I don't have the background that Charlie has. So, you know, with, with his experience with the military and, you know, just the way we're going to operate this business being very, very military focused. Um, and Charlie can fill you in on, on, a, on a whole bunch of that. But, you know, the fact that I was in and um, then Charlie's wife, Amber said, okay, Kevin's in, so you're allowed to do it now. It was almost, it was almost like, it was almost like he's just got out of high school and he, it's like, and his mom said, okay, you're allowed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think my favorite part of the story is though, is that Kevin was like, yeah, this is a pipe dream. This is not going to go through. He didn't realize he was joint. He was dealing with a military officer. I was a major when I got out. When I say I'm going to do something, it means I'm coming through with a plan and it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, so how long have you guys known each other? Four or five years now, something like that, right, Kevin? Yeah, well, um, my wife and I had, um, you know, a child care center here, and Charlie's uh, two daughters came there, and that was, was it five years ago, Charlie? I'm not sure, about but... 2016. Yeah, okay, four years ago, and then, um, so that's how I met Charlie originally, and then there was a CrossFit gym that, that, that opened up, like right in our neighborhood. And, um, you know, my wife was like one of the first members and then Charlie and I, you know, started with the, with the CrossFit routine and, um, we've been going there for the last four years. And so we've, we've, we, we met each other through the childcare situation, but we've continued to be friends with, uh, basically working out together every day. Gotcha. So, uh, Kevin, were you military as well or no, sir? No. Okay. So what kind of, uh, you mentioned you have, I, I'm assuming a business background, uh, there's the experience that you were talking about, like what kind of, uh, what kind of businesses are you had a, you know, the very first one was, uh, you know, I was 26 or seven years old, but old up in Erie, Pennsylvania and had a bar and then, um, got down to Florida and, and, and did a few other things. And then, uh, my wife and I opened up a uh, the childcare centers in one in 2012, one in 2017, and um, and then also have a I'm partner a friend of mine across the street. You know, we we bought a restaurant up in Tampa um, three three years ago, November first. So it was three years now, and then um, so that's that's kind of the my history there. All right, so. Um... Did you hear where he said that he was 26 year old and that owned a successful bar though? Yeah. 26 year old doesn't drink his own, all his profits away. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I know, I know a couple of guys, like one of the bars that I used to hang out at, um, oh, basically lived at, uh, you know, two guys, two guys that opened that up. Like it was, it was a failing, um, well, I guess not failing, but it was just your run of the mill dive bar. Uh, you know, you could buy some questionable substances, uh, <laughs> you know, from time to time. Uh, and you know, that ended up going up for sale. Um, I can't remember if it ever actually closed or not before it went up for sale. 
But um, the two guys that bought it, uh, they they did really good. They they turned it around, um, turned it into a nice. Uh, this is like before craft beer was everywhere, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, enough of a presence to where, you know, they were one of the only places that had craft beers, like a, a good selection of craft beers on tap and in the cooler. Um, but uh, yeah, they, they did a good job with it. They, you know, they, they liked to party, but they didn't, they didn't drink it all away. They were still responsible enough. And they, they were, I think I want to say they were about, probably about the same age like somewhere between 26 and 30 when they when they uh went in and bought the place and fixed it up so right right but yeah it's 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 rare but it happens from time to time well i was i was kind of lucky in a sense that um you know after after growing up in pennsylvania and then went to california and chicago etc i i got fired and then uh basically they gave they gave they gave me enough severance money to go back to Pennsylvania to, to buy a bar, um, which was not a lot of money. It was, trust me, it's a little tiny place. It was not a huge amount, you know, or, or a big place, but, um, but getting fired put me in that position and, you know, it was, it was, it was fun for nine years. Yeah. So how long were you up in Chicago for? Oh, very, very, it, uh, like a year. Yeah. Yeah. So. A little place called uh, Lyle. Yeah. Naperville, Lyle, whatever it was. Yeah, that's I'm somewhat familiar with. Like I, I'm familiar with where they're at. I, I've never really spent any time in Lyle, but I've been, you know, Naperville and whatnot. That's Naperville is about 45 minutes from me. Gotcha. So, uh, so Charlie, what, uh, how long of a career did you have in the service? So I did six years in the National Guard. I joined as a junior in high school in 1998. I did what's called the split option program where you go to basic training between your junior and senior year. And then you complete your, complete your advanced individual training after your senior year of high school. Went to college, used my GI Bill to pay for college and the commission as an active duty officer and did that for 11 years. So I had 17 and some change left over uh, after I got medically retired out. Yeah. Did three tours in Iraq, uh, one, uh, one six month rotation in Kuwait as a li- liaison officer. I'd rather have been in Iraq on that one. It's just, <laughs> it's just annoying. <laughs> so, yeah, I was gonna say why? Uh, why so, would you rather be in Iraq than Kuwait? Because it seemed like Kuwait would have been, at least as far as the it's public, safer. It's yeah. by far safer, but the camaraderie was not there. No. Uh, your unit cohesion. I was a liaison officer, so it was me in charge of a bunch of NCOs that were from different units all which were great NCOs. I can't say anything bad about them. It's just the unit cohesion wasn't there because everybody was worried about their own units that were in Afghanistan or in Iraq. So it just, it wasn't this tight, the bond that you had when it was downrange. And it just was, it was also protocol, which means you took care of senior NCOs and our senior officers and NCOs, uh, major or sergeant majors and lieutenant or colonels and above. You made sure they got everything they need, which they deserve it. They've earned it. They've earned their rank. It's just being the guy that has to do it sometimes gets old, and they'll tell you the same thing because when they were captains, a lot of them had to do it too. Yeah. So, um, and the best guy I had was General uh, Valesky. 
General Valesky came through one time and he says, Charlie, I'm an infantryman. I don't need all this care to be cared, taken care of. Give me distance direction to the chow hall and distance direction to my bunk. And I'm done. I was like, <laughs> sir, I like you. <laughs> I can do that. And, so, but yeah, that was, that was, uh, that was the reason I like that. That was my least favorite one, but all the unit cohesion definitely for my tours in Iraq was definitely the best reasons for it. Uh, it was scary, but you know, you, you got through it. Um, but after that 11 years, I tried to find a job here stateside. And I was either, I was either, uh, I had a master's in sports industry. And I, so I was trying to work for the Buccaneers, UCF, US or USF, you know, university, uh, university of, uh, of South Florida, you know, some of the local colleges, even the junior college around here, just trying to work as a, uh, in their sports departments. And they told me I needed an internship. And my thing was, when was I supposed to get an internship when I was doing tours in Iraq? Exactly. <laughs> so I couldn't find a job. So this is where I came to Kevin and said, hey, Kevin, I need to open my own business. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's, you know, if you got a solid plan and you got the, the know-how, then that's definitely the right way to go. Um, you know, if, if you're your own boss and you could, you could make it work, then, I mean, sure, that's, that, that's more... Uh, more the American dream these days than the white picket fence and everything else. Uh, being, oh, yeah. a, being able to just be self-sufficient and not yeah. worry about who's in charge of you. Yeah, de definitely, Brian. And, um, you know, and, you know, as far as, you know, I, I imagine the white picket fence as being like, you know, with your, with your wife and your kids and, you know, and Charlie, you know, Charlie and I, between us, we have four daughters, you know, um, and uh, we, we, we really do have, we, we really do have a, a fantastic home environment. Each of us having two daughters and wonderful wives. And, um, you know, obviously they're wonderful wives because why would they let us do this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause this could go, this could go really, really, really well, or this could go really like, I told you so. <laughs> well, I don't know. That's, I mean, it's a, it's a gamble, but it, starting anything is a gamble. Uh, I think it's probably a pretty safe gamble being in Tampa. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it is cigar city. So, uh, mm -hmm. I imagine, uh, if the, if the Boulevard is what it sounds like, it sounds like it's a pretty populated mm -hmm. place. It, it, one of the big thing, one of the big things, Brian is, um, people in our neighborhood and when I talk about our neighborhood, there's probably three small communities um, that encompass South Hillsborough County. Hillsborough County is, is, you know, close to 2 million people, but in our little, our little area of South Hillsborough County, um, people from here, they drive downtown Tampa or they go over to Brandon. So they're driving 30 to 40 minutes to find a cigar and some of these locations that they are driving to are nowhere near what we're looking at. There, there's a couple really high-end places in, in Tampa that are really, really nice, but, but we're gonna have a really, really, really nice cigar lounge local. And because the ones that are closer to us are not nearly the quality of what we are, we are gonna have. And we can't wait for you to be here and to see it. Um, 
because we're, we're going above and beyond. We're not just like opening up, you know, your corner, uh, like, in, you know, in a bar sense. No, it's not going to be a corner bar. It's not going to be like a little corner smoke shop. This is going to be a destination and it's going to be a really, really high class, you know, cigar lounge. And that's what we've, we've, we're striving to, to be. So now what, what uh, are you guys going to be focusing on like your, your general big name brands, or are you going to be focusing on boutique brands um, or a little bit of mix mixture of both or. It, uh, I'll, I'll build this one for you. Uh, it's going to be a mixture of both. We have a lot of our boutique brands. I mean, I'm sorry, our high end brands that we're going through a wholesaler for, but then we're also focusing on what some of the more local, local brands too. Like, some of the ones that what you wouldn't know that was a like AJ Fernandez. They're out of Clearwater. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're they're one we're carrying Blanco. Uh, they're out of no. I'm sorry, AJ Fernandez is out of uh, I forgot the Miami. name of the town. Yeah, they're, they're South Florida, right? They're South Florida near Miami. Um, Blanco's out of Clearwater. No, Blanco is um, what you're smoking tonight, right? Right, Blanco is what I'm smoking tonight. So that's I, uh, I haven't I haven't heard of them yet. And that's okay. AJ Fernandez. They're they're a veteran owned, veteran operated. I'll, I'll do a spill for them real quick because I like their cigar. Yeah. Um, I'll do a, a plug for them for free. Um, they're a veteran owned, veteran operated uh, a company. The owner of the company is still reservist in the army. He was a cigar Chicago firefighter and police officer. He has one specific cigar that's dedicated called the Above and Beyond brand. Uh, the above and beyond line that's the willing, unwilling, and uh, should have wrote it down. Uh, but, anyways, there's four of them, and they're dedicated to the fallen soldiers, fallen soldiers, firemen, and, 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 and fire, soldier or service members, and uh, first responders. It's got a folded flag at the tip of it, it's got a it's, pr it's box pressed in the shape of a coffin uh, to represent the coffin, and it's got the service oath uh, engraved on the, on the wrapper. Uh, I really, I'm feel honored to be able to carry their cigars just for that reason. Right and on. We got. Say again, sir. Oh, I said right on. Yeah. Um. Then we got some other ones that were like, uh, right here in uh river, right here in Ruskin. There's a guy named uh named Kevin Kevin Brown. He uh owns Conscious Cigars. Want to carry his boutique cigars? There's a couple of them from Ebor City, Lafora Lafora Lafora. Fora, I think I saying that right. Um, it's it's not really well known nationwide, but it's a good cigar, and we're going to be carrying them. Um, so we are doing some of the boutique. We're doing some of the higher end ones, some of the well known. You know the the uh, illusions, the Caldwell. I'm going to look at my list for a second. The Astons, the My Fathers, the Livias, the Rock, Rocky Patels. You know the normal stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, from, from a high level, you know, we're going to, you know, obviously carry, you know, all of all of the popular brands, which, you know, people, you know, will walk into the to the walk in humidor and they'll be they'll be looking for them. Yeah, which is great. And then um, but, you know, our, our mission is to also and I'll let Charlie talk to the wall of honor. Um, but in addition to that those two things. The third thing is the fact that we just really, 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 whether it's, whether it's a, a, a beer or a wine or a cigar that we really want to, um, you know, help, you know, 
you know, shop local, so to speak. Um, you know, whether it's whether it's Tampa, Tampa's local, but so is Florida. Florida for us, like you know, Fernandez, like JC Fernandez, they're they're Florida. They're not they're not in our backyard, but they are Florida. And um, as much as we can keep business in Florida, that's that's what our 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 goal is here. And Charlie, you could talk about the Wall of Honor there. So the Wall of Honor for us is the veteran-owned, veteran-operated cigars. Uh, Blanco, uh, I want to give it right. I wrote these down. Uh, Blanco, Hooten, which have you seen the movie Black Hawk Down? Yeah. Remember Hoot from the, uh, the Delta Force operator? Yeah. He has his own brand of cigars and whiskey. Oh, right on. Yeah. So we're gonna try. I'm trying to get in touch with his company and carry his cigars. that's that's an ongoing work right now because like i said we're just opening up uh warfighter rolling thunder uh, and then there's a soul brother cigars has what's called the sniper it's dedicated to the armed forces it's a uh it's a maduro cigar and it's called the 7.62 it actually looks like a 50 caliber i'm trying to talk to talk him into renaming it the 50 cal well i think i think yeah but i think i think warfighter has uh has a 50 cal they so do, and that might be a, and that yeah, might be a licensing thing. Yeah, yeah. So, but those are those are some of the uh, things we're gonna have on our wall of valor. Right on. And, and, and that'll be that'll be inside the humidor, like on a in a specific area where, you know, you can you can shop the wall of, of valor, so to speak. Yeah. They'll, they'll, yeah. they'll all be in one area. Yeah. Which you know, and, and you know, it, it's kind of like, I, I didn't know Charlie was planning on that so to speak, of course, (laughs) he's talking to somebody else about it. And I'm going like, I hadn't really heard about this yet, Charlie. (laughs) My bad. Yeah, I know. I know. But I was a thousand percent, thousand percent, you know, on board with it. Um, I just didn't, I just, you know, didn't hear about it firsthand, but it's, it's kind of like, that's the way Charlie and I work. I tell you what, we don't always communicate well, but at the end of the day, we were on the same page every single time. Oh, that's uh, I, I like that idea. Man, the wind just picked up pretty uh, pretty heavy here. Sorry. Um, my, well, you're not. In, you, you you should check it out in Florida here, man. Yeah, it's uh, I I don't watch TV at all. Uh, I barely pay attention to the weather. I check to see if uh, you know it's going to be raining if I get out in the woods to try to get a deer. Uh, that's about it. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but that's, I, I know that there's been some storms coming around. I think we're going to get, we're going to get, uh, missed again, hopefully in, in Tampa here. We, we haven't been hit by a storm in years and years and years, but I feel so bad because everything that misses us hits that Louisiana, you know, Alabama in the Florida panhandle and sometimes yeah. this coast that sucks for them. Yeah. But, uh, hold on one second. My, I don't know how but my refrigerator door popped open. So I got to go close that. Hey, grab me a beer while you're in there. <laughs> I'm going to grab me a beer while y'all are doing that. <laughs> there we go. I'm just going to blame it on ghosts. Uh, There's a lot that, of them in Florida. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Let's, uh, I'll tell you what, like we, I, we checked out, uh, Key West, uh, Know, four four years ago or so uh just you know it was a stop on the cruise but that's that's a place i'd like to go back because it seems like there's 
my fan just hey. fell. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, it, it seems like there's some pretty cool history to to learn about Key West. Uh, but I, I, if I remember correctly, there were some ghost stories floating around there. But. There's definitely, definitely, even in in Tampa, like downtown Tampa, they have. Um, ghost tours that you can you know you know you can pay and go on a tour be fixing the fan or what i don't know no the okay so the fan fell out of the window and uh it started you know the the wind and the rain was just it, it started raining all over the garage so what's the weather uh, like up there is it cold up there right now uh indian summer right now um really yeah, like it was uh, like it, it cools off after today, but uh, the past past couple days it's been like seventy five degrees. So that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I grew it was, up in yeah, I grew up in Erie, Erie Pennsylvania. So the um, you know Chicago, you got we had the you got the wind. We had the, the the wind off the lake, so it's not too much different. Yeah, that's um, we made a pit stop in uh, Erie, coming home from. Uh, Yardley, Yardley, Pennsylvania, okay. uh, a few years back. Uh, me and uh, me and some friends from Cigar Geeks. Uh, it's a online forum, uh, cigargeeks.com. But uh, we we meet up every year. Every year we have somebody else host it, and mm-hmm. you know we'll meet up. And uh, this year it was in uh, well this this particular year uh, four four years ago I think uh, it was in Yardley. Uh, so that was my first time out that way. And, um, Yardley, Yardley was a nice area, but yeah, on the way home, we stopped at, uh, at, in, in Erie to get some food and, um, where's Yardley? Is that in the middle of the state or where? Uh, East it's, it's, it's right outside Philly. Okay. So, um, what was it? Gotcha. Well, and you talk about cigar geeks. Um, I mean, that's, I mean, you know, help us like um, tune into, you know, groups that, that would, that would help us and in, in our success. If you've got people that we can, we can, uh, you know, network with or communicate with or join, join this organization or that or, organization, um, whatever kind of advice you have for us, that'd be, that'd be pretty awesome. Um I mean, like I said, uh, I, I like Cigar Geeks. I've been on there for, I don't know, somewhere around 10 years now. Uh, but, I mean, I, I think the regular online forum is kind of a dying breed because now you, all you, you've got uh, a group for everything on Facebook. Uh, yeah. You yeah. know, that's uh, – I'm in too many groups. I'm, I'm in like six or seven different cigar groups on Facebook. Uh, but I mean, mostly they're all like brand specific and whatnot. Um, but, uh, I, I got one guy that, that I know from a couple of different groups. He keeps randomly sending group requests, like, you know, requests to join this group. And like, I had to tell him like, dude, stop, like, stop sending me invites to these groups because I don't even know what they are. Like, it's, you know, like a couple random letters and a couple random numbers and you know whatever and it's some cigar group but it's just a, a random invite 
don't don't be those people. Don't just send random invites without explaining yourself. <laughs> right, right, right. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, as far as getting the getting the name out, I mean, yeah, that's all it is, man. Just uh, I mean, join join a couple groups. Uh, like Cigar Geeks is it's a great community. Um, uh, they've got one of the largest cigar databases. Um. Uh, possibly the, the largest cigar database on, on the internet. Um, but you could go to the database, type in a cigar. I could almost guarantee you're going to find it. Um, but uh, it's, it's somewhere over, it, it might be close to 60,000 cigars now. Wow. Um, yeah. So it's definitely, definitely worth to go on there just in case you're, you're looking for something. Um, but uh, like I said, the, the, the community's good. Uh, there's no, there's no trouble. Uh, it's, but it is just your basic online forum where, um, you know, topics come up and people talk and, uh, a, a good amount of trades, uh, box passes. Uh, that's, that's fun to do. Like that's, uh, uh, if you wanted to, uh, you know, do something on, like if you joined cigar geeks and you wanted to get people to know your store, uh, you could start up like a, a box pass, and kind of, you know, sponsored by cigars on the boulevard, you know, something along those lines. Um, I mean, that's that's stuff we could talk about later, really. But um, as far as like getting the name out there, yeah, I mean, just doing stuff like this. Uh, I mean, shit, I, I'm not I'm not special. Everybody's got a podcast, uh, you know, and there's 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 plenty of cigar podcasts um, out there. I know. Uh, I can't remember where at in Florida he's at, but uh, there's one called the Cigar Hustler, I believe. Right. But I, I think he might be in your area. He might be south though. Hmm. Um, but uh, look up the the Cigar Hustler and okay. and talk to them. Uh, I know he's got a pretty popular show. Um, but it, he's also I, I think Cigar Hustler is his shop or something along those lines. So, but uh, that's one thing about the cigar community, like there's there's really no i mean there's there's some instances of bad blood but uh for the most part like everybody wants to help each other out um you know yeah, like if 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 i own a shop if i own a shop and you own a shop and um like two two good examples uh by me uh the shop the golden leaf in hobart and the shop 1101 in highland uh, or I'm sorry, in uh, in Cherville. So they're they're probably about 15, 20 miles apart, distance mm-hmm. wise. Uh, but uh, you know they've been known to work with each other. Like, hey, you know, man, I these are flying off the shelf. You know, can I, you know, do you have any extra that I could, you know, kind of swap out? And you know, they work together uh, instead of nah, fuck you. These are my cousins. You know, send them send them to my you know anything like that. Um, for the most part, the, the community is pretty, uh, pretty helpful towards each other. Yeah, and that, that's what Charlie and I have, we haven't found that, so to speak, but we've heard that because we're not, we're not open yet, but we have, we have absolutely heard that the, you know, the cigar community is very friendly, very helpful, and, you know, just 
like want to see other unless you're you know unless you're next door to each other which that just doesn't happen yeah um, so you know but I, we, we've just seen that you know everybody's just been so helpful and like so kind so wonderful and like man they just they want they want you to succeed and um and that's that's what you know coming from out of other businesses which were cutthroat for years and years and then this is a business where your competitors want to see you succeed. It's just, it's extremely refreshing and it's just, it's, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. So with that being said, uh, how, how long have you guys been smoking cigars? Well, I, you go first, Kevin, you want me to say? You go. All well, right. Technically, you know, technically I've been smoking longer because you know I'm like 20 years older than Charlie. Got <laughs> that much older than me. <laughs> but anyway, um, no, I, I, you know, in my 20s, I was smoking cigars basically for business relationships. I'd buy a box of cigars, you know, the Romeo, Romeo Julietes, and uh, you know, and I, I just that was the one I always bought, and I just give them out to customers, and then I started smoking cigars, and you know, like I said, I was 20 something. Um, but, um, then I didn't smoke for a long time and then, you know, hanging out, you know, I got married, you know, it's my wonderful wife, Carrie, about 15 years ago. And her dad and I, he's been smoking cigars for his entire life. And, um, so we smoke a lot, but honestly, Charlie knows the cigars versus me trying to help out on the business end. And so Charlie can, can absolutely tell you about his his experiences and and he he truly truly when i say he knows cigars he he really does and i can smoke a cigar but i don't know what he knows but go ahead charlie all right so kevin gives me way too much credit for being an expert but i i do i do know (laughs) cigars um i i think i always compare expert uh, cigars to guns and being an expert you can find somebody who knows a lot about a type of gun but knowing them all out there just because there's so many of them you're never going to find anybody that knows everything about every cigar. Yeah. With yeah. that said, I got into smoking cigars probably about 10, like really smoking them about 10 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, because officer calls in the, uh, when you're stateside, you go out and drink, you have a couple of beers. You don't, you talk a little bit of shop. You talk about what's going on in your lives, things like that. But when you're downrange uh, in the combat zone, you're not allowed to drink. So what you have is for your officer calls, you smoke cigars. So I started learning from my, my senior leaders what a good cigar was. Uh, Colonel Bush, great mentor of mine, he, uh, started, he, he started smoking, showing me what good cigars are and helped me figure out what flavors I like and things like that. And as I've gotten more and more and grown older and older, I figured out a little bit more about what I like, what I don't like, who I want to support, why I don't want to support them just that kind of thing and you know not everybody likes the same cigar i like this blanco some people hate it it's just what it is what it is yeah no that's and, that's and, like and, with sorry and, go ahead and what, and what party with charlie you know i, I want to chime in with charlie's talking about you know if you have a cigar that is that is you know veteran owned veteran veteran operated veteran produced everything you know um and it's equal to something else that is is from somewhere else um you know then why not go with with the veteran product and i'm not saying that you can't smoke something else of course 
because the fact of the matter is you you have to, you know, but we're just trying to support, you know, like Charlie, you know, like Charlie's a veteran and he's my partner here. And, you know, I'm hundred percent, you know, behind, you know, all of our troops and all of our veterans. And if we can support Blanco, for instance, um, and we do, and we will, um, then that's what we're going to do. But obviously that's going to be, you know, one out of 25, 30 companies that we do support because if you carry the brand, you're supporting them. Yeah. You know, you know absolutely. Um, no, that's going back to, you know, this, the, this cigars for, for me, not everybody, you know, that type of thing, you know, that's, um, you know, like acid acids, the number one selling cigar in, in the country, you know, pe- people, smoke. They're, like they're, they're not, they're not for me. They're not, they're not, not for, for me most. Either. They're not for most regular cigar smokers, but, it's gonna, it's but gonna, they sell. It's going to kill Charlie, trust me, to, to, <laughs> to have to carry acids. That absolutely kills Charlie. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, yep. that's, but a, a lot of people that actually get into cigars, I mean, they're going to start with acids or I started cigars with acids. like that. Yeah. I'll admit it. I started with acids. It's uh, little, little blondies. Um, mm-hmm you know kuba kubas yep but yep. uh that that's that's the path that a lot of people take um so it's it's definitely an essential have on the shelf so yeah but uh yeah just because it's not for everybody doesn't mean it's not going to sell you know yeah no those are so well i know they will yeah but t- tastes are definitely subjective, and that's I, I won't give anybody shit for smoking a three dollar cigar. Nope. If if I'm smoking a, you know, a twelve dollar cigar or something, which I mean, trust me, I've I, I've I've got my my stash of uh, you know overruns uh, because if if I'm smoking three four cigars a day, um, they they can't all be ten dollars a piece, you know. No. <laughs> You gotta get well, you, you gotta get a second job for that. Yeah, yeah, that's well. With that said, we did an event at the VFW for Veterans Day, and we were selling cigars. And people, there were people coming up to me and say, "Hey, this is my first or second cigar to, to ever smoke." I was like, "Okay, I'm not going to sell you a fifteen dollar cigar. Mm-hmm. Every cigar on my table is a good cigar. Here's a four dollar cigar. It is just as good. It's it's a good cigar. I think these are better over here, but this is a good cigar also." And if you don't like it, you spent $4. Yeah. And then I sold them that cigar and they're like, this is a really good cigar. And you know what they did? Nine times or about half of them came back and bought the more expensive cigar right after that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. Like I, I got a, a buddy of mine at work, um, ran into him at a cigar event that was, you know, I, I didn't know it was right across the street from his house, uh, the shop, but, um, you know, ran into him and, uh, he, smoked his first cigar ever that night and um every once in a while i'll get a random text from him like hey i'm going i'm going to the lounge to meet up with a friend like what you know any ideas and and i i would give him you know like the run of the mill average average cost and like he he's like yeah i picked up a you know padron 1926 anniversary is like oh well i you know i didn't oh, wow. I, I was like <laughs> i didn't know you were gonna if i would have known you wanted to spend that money then you know i would have suggest he's like yeah He's like, I like smoking. I only smoke every couple of months, so I might as well get get a good one. He's like, hey, I'm not going to argue with that at all, you know. Uh, 
it's but, a $34 cigar. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, a, it's around one of the ones we're going to carry. Around here, uh, they're, they're usually between 20, 25 uh, around here. Um, but it, I mean, it all depends on the Vitola and, and all that as well. So, well, this was an, this was a number two natural. It might've yeah. been a different one, but yeah. anyway, I gotta tell, tell you guys, it just popped in my head. The, um, you know, 1999, you know, you're going to the year 2000 and, you know, I was in the telecommunications business and everybody thought their computers were going to crash and their yep. phones were going to crash, blah, 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 blah. A buddy of mine, uh, he, uh, he had an opportunity like to buy some Monte Cristos and it was this beautiful, like, I remember blue, those blue and gold box. I think there was eight, eight tubes, you yep. know, eight cigars in there. I'm still, I still have one of those in my humor. My, my dad still has one. He smoked one and kept one. Yeah. I smoked about five. I gave away two or three smoked two or three and I, I've still got one. And Charlie, when we open, that's the cigar you know, that you're going to smoke, not me. You are going to smoke that 20 year old cigar. <laughs> All right, Kevin. Thank you. All so right, do, you, do you guys have a, uh, a date to, to open yet or still work we, in we, progress? You know, it was, it's a real interesting uh, situation. You know, we, we thought we could come in, you know, we've got three storefronts. It's like 2,400 square feet. And, um, we weren't doing any significant modifications to the premise, um, but apparently putting one drain in one floor um, makes you subject to doing a whole bunch of uh, engineering plans and submitting for a whole bunch of, you know, permits, permits, yeah. permits zoning, whatever. You know, we would have been open um, by now had we not had to do that. But it was just, it was like putting one drain in a floor and then all of a sudden, okay, now we got to do all this other stuff. But it is what it is. And, you know, we're, you know, we're cool with it. And, you know, we're, we're going to be good when we open. Right with, on. with that said, we have, an, we have a, our travel license and we can go to events, Super Bowl right. parties, bachelor parties, New Year's parties, whatever party you got. And I can sell cigars there. We, we charge a retainer <laughs> for it. We make a profit off of it, the X number of dollars for the profit. And I'll discuss that with the people who, yeah. who we sell it to. Yeah. And uh, and you get your retainer back. So yeah. it's a good deal. Right yeah. on. That's that that's pretty cool. Like I I didn't I didn't know that a license like that was a thing. Yeah, yeah. We could in Florida you can do a, a travel license. It costs you fifty bucks to to, to to do mobile events and stuff. And you know, and Charlie sold a thousand dollars in cigars last Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a bad day. Yeah, exactly. No, especially since we didn't have as many people as we thought were going to show up. Yeah. And um, I was out of town. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the great thing about our partnership. We've always said, our, we said in our partnership, our families are always going to come first. So we've coordinated the entire time where I went to Universal with two of my kids. I went to, with, uh, to Universal with two of my kids uh, to uh, – to, uh, sell cigar to uh not sell cigars to uh have fun and then kevin watched everything that was going on and then i come back do the cigar event while he goes watch his kids do volleyball tournament or was it volleyball or softball tournaments football yeah football football yeah, tournaments. We, were, we were in south florida um saturday and sunday and we got a little bit wet we were down in palm beach for football tournaments and trust me it was a little wet 
<laughs> yeah. So, um, so I see, uh, Charlie, you're drinking Yingling. Um, yeah. So is is that is that your regular go to, or do you have anything else that you like to pair cigars with, or? I really like pairing cigars with whiskeys, but I have my daughters tonight, so I'm being yeah. easy on the easy on the drink. Yeah. What about um, you, Kevin? Um. Well. I kind of like a little bit of everything. I like I like drinking Heineken. I like red wine. I like uh, a little bit of vodka here and there. And uh, I, I, you know, I never met a drink I didn't like. Yeah. So, uh, whiskeys at all or? For me, no. Charlie's the whiskey guy. Yeah, that's I. I, I was going to go back to the whiskeys. So, uh, what are horse what soldier? Are your... my, my number one ta- favorite is horse soldier. Horse uh, soldier? It, it's brewed in in Saint in Saint Pete. Have you seen the movie Twelve Strong? No, I have not. Have you heard of the movie Twelve Strong? I have not. Okay, so it's about the first twelve. This about the first special force. The first, not the special first special forces group. I can't remember what special force. There were seven special forces group out of Fort Campbell who went to Afghanistan. They were the part of the invasion. They were the first people to go into Afghanistan, and uh, they came back. And decided uh, when they got out, they they brewed their own whiskeys. Oh, nice! I like their whiskey, and I like the fact they're veteran owned. Yeah, I have a thing. If you if you, if you can't tell, I have a thing. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, which I mean, hey, that's that that's awesome. I mean, I don't think anybody yeah. could argue with with that. Yeah, uh, and you know, I got to tell you, Brian. You know, this is my, you know, like dealing with Charlie, being him, being my friend, my business partner. Um, it really puts me a little bit more in touch with, with the military background that I don't have. Um, my dad was in the army, um, no combat. Um, but you know, it's just, you know, we, we, we both really, 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 well, Charlie in particular, I appreciate him. I appreciate all of our, all of our veterans, um, and, and coming up tomorrow, um, which is a huge deal. Um, it just, you know, Charlie grounds me even more with 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 our country, our veterans, and um, what it means to be you know patriotic and and and, and be an American. Yeah. And, you, know, you know. Oh, that's I, I think I kind of have uh, a, a similar a similar thing going on because uh, you know I I didn't serve, but uh, it's that I'm still fascinated with you know I I, I love talking to people that have. Uh, I, I was in uh, the delayed entry program uh, and ended up not going uh, when I was 19 because I, I dropped out of high school in Indiana when I was 18 and I tried going back. And since I was 18, when I dropped out, they told me I couldn't come back. Um, so I ended up moving out to North Carolina to live with my uncle Tom, who is how we got connected here. Uh, to finish high school out there. Uh, so I'm a, I'm a 19 year old taking a couple of freshman classes and, uh, that was, that was wonderful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Humbling, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, uh, I ended up, uh, heading into the army recruiter's office, uh, and I ended up joining the, the delayed entry program and, uh, you know, that's pending your high school graduation, uh, well, before I finished graduating high school, I missed my, my girlfriend at the time. I, I missed her too much, and I was thinking with oh, the wrong man. head and ended up heading back home before I could graduate, which 
you know, ended up voiding the enlistment. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I, I, I've always, I've always kind of had that in the back of my mind, like, you know, what the, you know, and for one, how different would things be? Yep. Uh, I, I feel kind of bad because I, you know, didn't follow through with that. Um, but I mean, that's, that's life, I guess. It's, it's the what ifs, the, the, the what ifs, you know, we, we all have what ifs, you know, so. I'll tell you what, I've got a lot of what ifs, but I, I don't regret anything. I, I'm, right. I'm, ha- I'm happy with where I'm at. Like I, I don't have a single regret in my life. Uh, and that's, that's including the, the, the first marriage and all the other relationships and all that, all the dumb, dumb shit that I've done. Like I, I don't regret any of it, even though I know it was fucking dumb. Um, but that's, that's why I'm, I am who I am today and why I have the life that I have. So. No, a hundred percent. I agree with a hundred percent. It's like, you know, I don't have any what ifs because if, if, if you took the what ifs away, you wouldn't be who you are today because yeah. something, something else would have, would have steered your course in a different direction. Yeah. But now that's, uh, but you know, kind of, kind of like what you were saying, uh, you know, I may not have served, but I, I do try to support however and whenever I can. Um, right. You know, so, I mean, there's, there's you, luckily there's, there's a lot of different ways that you could do that. So. Right. And we service members, we appreciate that support so much. The mm-hmm. Vietnam vets didn't get that. Yeah. But I got that. Like when I, my first tour coming back, we went through the uh, airport and we got a standing ovation. That brought tears to my eyes. I couldn't believe I got it. Yeah. And we appreciate that kind of support. It's not, I mean, okay, you didn't serve. Oh, well, you made different choices in your life. I chose what I chose because I wanted to do it. Not everybody wants to do it. And I don't look down on anybody who doesn't want to do it because there's a lot of jobs out there I don't want to do that people are doing. Exactly. So Mm -hmm. that's um, like childcare. (laughs) (laughs) so so you guys are you guys are both uh girl dads huh yeah how about you brian uh well that's i've got if you guys got any advice that that'd be wonderful i got i got a daughter coming in a couple of weeks uh but i've also got i got a five-year-old son so uh and then and then then we're done i would would probably take take your five-year-old son pack his clothes and then leave the house before the daughter is born yeah, <laughs> it's just, solid. No, I tell you what, I tell you, you know, you know, we knew we were having a girl to begin with, and then when we went in and we knew we we're having a second girl, you know, you know, early on, I said to my wife, "This is awesome," because we did right with the first one, and we're going to do right with the second one. And I'm I'm a lot older than my wife is, and honestly, you know. She hangs out with the two daughters more than I hang out with the two daughters. I, co- I coach them in all the sports. And then she takes them to the nails and the toes and the weekend and stuff. But, you know, if I had two boys, trust me, I, I would have not just coaching, but I would also have all the weekend stuff, which, is, yeah. which, which would be beautiful, wonderful. But like I said, you know, it, it doesn't matter, boy, girl, whatever. It's, it's, they're, they're a blessing, and I, I just, I'm just – just so proud of both my girls yeah the one thing i will say is don't let people say oh you're on daddy duty no it's called parenting mm-hmm. right the number one thing oh yeah people for try sure. to tell me all the time when i'm taking my girls out i've taken them to do nails i've taken them to do hair 
thing. Oh, you got daddy duty today? No, I'm called being a dad. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. No, that's I, I I've had it a few times where, like, oh, you are you babysitting them out? It's like, no, I'm. I got my fuck. Like I, 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 I'm with my kids. Like I'm with my family. Like that's not babysitting. Yeah. That's that's being yeah, a family. Exactly. That's that's being a dad. And you know when um, when my first when my my uh, first daughter was born, when Abby was born, it was um, uh, Carrie stayed home for three months. Then she had to go back to work, and then I was furloughed. You know from my job. So I was the, you know, stay-at-home dad, you know, for like six months. And it's like, this is, this is a pain in the ass. Yeah. Know? Yes. But, yeah. but, 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 but it's like, so, it was just freaking wonderful because I proved that I can do it. And yeah. it was, it was totally awesome that, that, that I was the only, you know, I was, I was the, like Charlie does right now um, with two children. I did it with, with one with with my older with my older girl for for like six months and it's like you know after that i figured i shit i can do anything yeah oh yeah no that's i i had uh i had my first summer vacation in a long time this year because of uh covid but i was uh i was laid off for like three and a half months somewhere around there uh and luckily my wife she was able to work from home for the most part uh she would have to go to the office like once a week which is amazing uh hope like with any luck we'll be able to keep that going after the after the baby comes too but uh yeah i got it like i having three and a half months off was great and horrible at the same time yes because, like there there is a thing that of having too much time, you know, uh, it's, I, I would, I would go stir crazy. Luckily my, my wife is great. And she would let me, you know, I, I spent a lot of time at, uh, Menards, the hardware store and like doing, doing random shit around the house. Uh, I built a couple of work benches. I, I put a couple of ceiling fans in, in, in the house and, um, you know, it, just trying to find shit to do like, and, and my son, He's uh he's all about mom uh for the most part at least during that time. Now he seems to be swinging my way. Um you know, he's getting now now he's more into doing guy stuff and telling uh telling my wife to go away like when we're at Cabela's. Um There you, you go, know. Cabela's. Yeah. Uh like the other day we were there I had to pick up like I was I was just picking up dopus uh before I went hunting and we're walking around and he kept telling my, my wife, like, no, mom, you, you go find a girl to talk to. This is, this is guy stuff. <laughs> All right. Like that's, that, that's kind of a first. So I, I guess I'll enjoy this while it lasts, you know? How old did you say your son was five? Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. Very good. So, um, so outside of, uh, Getting back to the whiskey and the and the drinkings, um, Charlie. Uh, outside of the whiskey, like, do you get into like the craft beers and whatnot as well, or? I don't. I'm not a big craft beer kind of guy. I mean, okay. Let me let me say one thing. All right, Charlie. I'm going to say one, two, three, and you say the beer that you like on tap. Ready? One, two, three. Free dive. Free dive. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so 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 what is what is free dive? 
it is a it's a it's a it's a copper tail brewing company and they're they're local tampa here and that's what when when we go to lunch or um we we all you know we go to bars that have free dive on tap which a lot of them do so and you know you know we talk you know charlie and i are neither one of us are free dive or pardon me craft beer guys but when we're when we're you know at lunch you're not going to have a whiskey yeah no well sometimes but anyway (laughs) (laughs) but no but uh when it comes to the overall craft beers, like all these fruity beers and things like that, I, I just can't get into them. Yeah. Um, so, well, free, so dive, is, free dive, is it, is it a lager? Is it a IPA or what? IPA. Yeah. It's IPA, an IPA. IPA. It's, gotcha. It's Copper Town Brewing, Ybor City, Tampa. Fantastic beer. Yeah. Yep. That's, um, uh, let's see. The only thing I, the only brewery in Tampa that I'm familiar with is the obvious one uh cigar city um but they're they're highlights white good. cracker uh i i haven't had it or no no it, florida, florida cracker isn't it yeah florida cracker that's yeah it is. yeah uh it kind of kind of a blue moonish type uh beer if i remember correctly exactly uh, my, my wife yeah. loves that one yeah um yeah the highlight the maduro um like i know i enjoy those the the florida cracker wasn't bad it wasn't my favorite uh it's not not really my my style for the most part, um, but uh, no, to see, I I guess I probably should have got into this earlier. But uh, uh, tonight I'm smoking a uh, Viaje Skull and Bones, the the Ghost Rider. Ooh, how are you liking that one? Uh, I like it. I I'm a Viaje whore, man. Uh, <laughs> I I am I am a sucker for for Viaje, like their Pepper series. Um, I love their pepper series. I, you know, their, their honey and hand grenades is a good series. Um, uh, the, the, the 12 gauges, the, the, the shotgun shells. Um, yeah, they got, they, they just have a lot of good stuff. Uh, but I, this is something actually, uh, uh, I got a blind sampler from a guy in one of the groups and, uh, on Facebook and he sent this to me and I, I like it. I, I was excited to get it because I have, I haven't seen them, but uh, yeah, I'm a sucker for VIA for the most part. Charlie, are we going to have those? Uh, I don't have it on my list right now, but it might, I can definitely get them. Uh, I would, I would highly suggest getting a hold of uh, um, Risty JSK, uh, the Jasmine Crowl. Um, I'm not sure who the Florida rep is, but I'll I'll get you guys in contact. Uh, That'd be great. Uh, JSK is a a fantastic line. Uh, Risty's a great dude. Um, if uh, if you guys aren't if if you guys don't have anything going on, uh, I think it's the weekend of the March. It might be St. Patrick's Day weekend or so. I, I don't know. He just posted it, but uh, he's got Ristafari coming up again in March. That's his, that's his annual event that he has up here. Um, un, unbelievable. Uh, just, he, he knows how to do it. He, he's, uh, uh, Jassim Kral is Macedonian for I am King. And oh. so his, his Ristafari event is all homemade dishes. Like his, his wife 
and his mother-in-law, I believe, uh, make most of the dishes for the event. And uh, it's, it's just some amazing food along with a couple of, you know, whole hogs and uh, it, it's amazing. A- anyway, um, but uh, I, I would suggest uh, looking into them. Uh, you know, that's another, another uh, boutique brand. I, uh, but he's also got the nugs, which is making, making waves in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that is making a lot of waves. Everybody's asking for that nub because you can smoke it during lunch. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the, 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 the nugs, he's got the CBD and he's got the, he's got the THC version coming out uh, in states that are allowed, oh, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he, he's got a really good lineup of cigars. So Brian, I want to get your, your thoughts on that. The THC cigars. Um, we're trying to stay away from the THC because, and, and tell me if I'm wrong in doing this because there's a lot, it's associated with the head shops and things like that, that are in their local areas and the local head shops don't really carry good cigars. And I don't want to be associated with someone who doesn't carry good cigars. Well, they're okay. So, so my thoughts, uh, it's all right. For one, uh, the, for the, for the most part, like the industry as a whole, mm-hmm hates the fact that he's making a premium CBD infused cigar and now uh, a, a premium THC infused cigar. It's not, it's not like he's rolling weed right inside the cigar. It's, it's, it's infused the oil. Yeah. So uh, the industry itself is pissed off at him because uh, you know, this is it. It's, it's taken away the, the prestige or, or, or whatever. I, I, I don't know. Um, but personally, I, I got to hand it to them. Uh, that's just taking advantage of a market that you can, uh, but as far as it being premium and being associated with, uh, for one, he's got an amazing lineup of cigars to begin with, to back up the, uh, CBD line, the nugs line, uh, and, the nugs, it it is a premium. Oh, cigar. I said nubs earlier. Oh no no no, not nub, not nub, nug, n u g g. Nug. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's where I was confused. I thought you said nubs. No no no, yeah, short ones. <laughs> no, and n u g g. Um, but he's uh like they're make no mistake, like it's not, it's not a cheap, uh, not quality, uh, CBD or you know whatever. Uh, like it, it's it's not a head shop item, is is what I'm okay. trying to say. Yeah. Um, uh, and you know there is a price tag on it, so uh, it's it's definitely not your your run of the mill head shop item. Nobody's gonna nobody just looking for for CBD or anything is gonna want to pay the price for the cigar. Uh, okay. Uh, but it's it is what it is and a lot of people love it and it's it it's making waves uh risty risty himself is making waves in the industry and um it's it's making some of the old timers get all puckered up so (laughs) but um yeah that's uh i'll get you in contact with them 
Um, and yeah, if, if one or both of you get, get some time, I'll, I'll let you know what weekend that is. You get some time to come up and make the trip. Um, it's definitely worth it. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Let us, let us know when, you know, when the dates are. Yeah. But, uh, so, do, uh, I, I like to go back and forth because I lose my train of thought and, um, you know, horrible at this shit, but, uh, going, going back to opening, I, I forget you, uh, did you guys have a target date or are you just kind of waiting until the, the permits and shit get cleared up? Pretty much permits, shit, permits and shit getting cleared up. So is there, is there, is there like a time frame there or no? I, I'm praying. Yeah. I'm praying for December to January. <laughs> yeah. So, so we're still, we're still a month or two out then. Yeah. May. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, you say, unfortunately, uh, uh, maybe, maybe it'll be better that way because you won't have, well, I don't know. Florida's a different story than here, but, uh, maybe, maybe it'll be better in the sense that, uh, a lot of the current goings ons will be, uh, blown over and done with hopefully. Um, and, and you'll, you know, more people everywhere. Yeah. That, that's a good point. Good point. So, but do, so do you guys have any restrictions right now for, uh, occupancy and whatnot, or is it just, uh, up, like, up to uh, the owner? Like, like restaurants are back to hundred percent, which that's, that's kind of the, like the bell mark or the, you know, um, you know, the indication of, of how far you are. Florida has been very, very, very uh, progressive on opening back up. You know, our governors, I think, has done a great job, DeSantis, um, of, of getting things opened up. And um, so we're back to 100% for restaurants. Which yeah. is, that's kind of like the bellwether mark, you know. Yeah. That's when I was down there in July. Yeah, I, I was down there at the end of July. Um, you know, it was still kind of iffy and people like, I mean, I, I was there because uh, my mom had surgery and we were just there to help out around the house when she got out, uh, which just so happened that as we're driving through Kentucky, like we just got into Kentucky and that's when my boss calls me to tell me to come back to work on Monday. Oh, wow. <laughs> So I had to call off my first week back from unemployment. So, but um, yeah, when we went down there, like, I mean, we didn't do anything. We just stayed at the house for the most part. Anyway, uh, we did take one day to go to uh, a little restaurant and uh, they had like a beach. And um, where, where were you in Florida? Uh, my parents are in Ocala. That's right. So uh, the, the, the place that we went, I, I think it was called Gator Joe's was, was the name of the place. But, um, you know, they had like their own private beach and whatnot. So we were able to hang out there for a little bit and um, do that. But like we they have a, a, a big patio, but the patio was packed and there was nobody eating inside. It's like, all right, well, let's just eat inside. And um you know, that's, I think, I think that's about the only time that we've actually eaten inside a restaurant since all this shit started. Uh, uh, yeah. e e even now, uh, I can't think of 
No, that's, I mean. So up in Chicago, it's still like very restricted. Yeah. Um, I think, I think Illinois is going back to phase one or whatever, like complete lockdown, I guess. Uh, Indiana is a little bit more lenient. Um, like, like we're not like me, my wife, like we're not, um, I'll be right back. Yeah. We're, we're not, we're not crazy, but we're not stupid. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're cautious, but we're not, uh, uh I'll get in a second. Yeah, I'm gonna we're not, that. uh, we're not overboard, I guess. Uh, right, right, right. Now we're, you know, we're cautious, but, um, yeah, we're, we're blessed that, you know, we, we're all in good shape and, um, people that we, so, you know, we're not going to hang out with our grandparents, you know what I mean? Yeah. We're not going to like put anybody at risk. So, and that's, you know, elderly friends that we have, we're, we're going to take them. We're going to make sure we talk to them on the phone. Not yeah. in person. Yeah, exactly. And that's, I mean, you got to say like, uh, it's, it's pretty awesome. Uh, being able to video chat all the time uh like when like me and my wife were were lucky the first trip that we took uh, after we had our son uh we took a cruise out of uh miami but we we dropped our son off at my parents house in ocala Mm -hmm. um and man what a what a different experience it must have been a few years prior because we at least had the luxury to like video chat and see our kid on, on the screen and, you know, uh, he wasn't talking or anything at that time, but, uh, you know, it, it made the separation anxiety a little bit easier. Um, sure. but yeah. And now, you know, grandma and grandpa get to talk to Kenny all the time. Um, uh, and you know, uh, the same, you know, without any risk of getting anyone sick. Right. But, Oh, that's, uh, and I, I got, I got friends, uh, that are way on this side of the controversy and I got friends that are way on that side of the controversy and I'm, you know, we're, we're just kind of in the middle. So. Yeah, I hear that. That's, that's, I don't know. It's, it is what it is. We'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. But anyway, enough, enough about that. Um, uh, so are you guys going to be doing like a big uh, uh, opening event or you just going to kind of fly under the radar or what? Depends what we're trying to get away with. But <laughs> no, get, away, I mean, get away with as much as you can. That's, that's yeah, the advice well, I'll give. You know, <laughs> you know, we'll have a soft opening and, you know, invite some friends, this and that, and make sure we get things right. Because, um, you know, nobody can open on the first day and do everything right. So, exactly. You know, we'll, we'll make sure we'll make sure that we can, uh, you know, practice to be perfect. You know, you know, my, um, you know, with several businesses that I've had, my, my philosophy is we get everything right every single time. Eventually. Yeah. You know, so it takes practice to be to be good, you know, and um, so, you know, we'll practice and we'll we'll do our best. And, uh, you know, like I said, you know, we'll, we'll get it right. It just might take a couple of tries. Yeah. As, as long as you're on the uh, on the better side of 
you know, more things right than more things wrong. You know, that's, yeah, that's yeah. uh that, that that that's a good yeah. target to have. Well, one of the one of the business, businesses that my wife and I uh, opened up like 15 years ago. Um, honestly, the market was so poor for a lot of different subjects, and basically, we said we suck less. You know, I mean, yeah, because we, we tried we tried our we maybe we weren't the best, but our hearts were in it. And, you know, that's what we, that's where we are here. Our hearts are totally in it. And uh, if we make a mistake, it's not because we don't care. It's because we just, you know, we're going to make it right for you. And um, so, you know, that's kind of like what I'm thinking here. We're, we're, we'll, we'll do well because our hearts are in it. That, that reminded me of, you know, just being a fucking Cubs fan all my life. You know, it, it, it might not be perfect, uh, might not be the best, uh, but we're going to get some things right. And uh, eventually, eventually it all it all paid off. Hundred uh, <laughs> percent. You you actually said exactly the way I said it, but you were a lot quicker. Yeah. Well, I, I, I had the I had the thought process ahead of me. So. Um, so. Uh, I don't. I'm trying to think, Charlie. Are, is, is there um, are there any stories or anything that uh, you want to share from your military experience, or uh, is that kind of more of a uh, uh, quiet subject? Uh, I'd rather not, just for the sheer fact that some of it is still, some of it's still on the secret side, and some yeah. of it's still, and some of it is does bring back bad memories. Um lost some friends yeah uh war war and even lost some friends when they came back home yeah uh one of the big things that uh the reason that i pushed so hard to have a good life for my daughters because i lost um so on my i was going on my fourth tour i was about to tell you on my fourth tour in iraq uh this is a hard one i, I share this one with everyone because i don't want to lose anyone to this but you're asking about military experience and kind of why doing what i'm doing and what's going on so i was on my fourth tour i was in kuwait for one month i was about to do my fourth tour in iraq and i had suicidal ideation um which means that you're thinking about committing suicide yeah um that was hard to face um they pulled me out immediately sent me back to the rear um, diagnosed me with bipolar and PTSD issues because of that. And the reason I'm telling you this story is I want to make sure that if there's any vet listening, they also understand that they're not alone. Um, mm -hmm. We're out here. We're out here with you. We want, we want cigars with the Boulevard to be a safe place for people. If they need somewhere to come, they want to be treated. Uh, one of the, the big things I've been telling Kevin and Kevin's agreed with me all the way through is that this is a place for someone who doesn't feel like they're first class. They get treated like they're first class every single time. Yeah. Um, so I don't want anyone to ever feel like that they're a second class citizen when they walk through that door. Right. And that's right. kind of what I felt during that time that I wasn't good enough as a soldier. And that's why I felt that way. And that's why I went through that. Uh, looking back on it, I know that was all the wrong answers. Uh, in the end, when I came back, I, before I before I even went through my own suicidal ideation, I lost two good friends to suicide. Uh, major, uh, excuse me, 
Major Doug Solon and uh, Captain Robert Ridley, two good friends of mine, one from college, one through as an engineer. And I thought they made the right choice at the time. At this time, I know that that was the wrong choice. Uh, I wear this band on my wrist to remember them and remember that uh, that other and remind people that are going through the same thing that they don't have to make the same choice they did um, at the time. But it goes back to it goes back to I want to treat everybody first class so that they don't feel the same way I did. Yeah. So uh, with that being said, like, how did you how did you battle through that and come out ahead? An um, outstanding family support system. Yeah. Um, my wife's a physician assistant. Um, we said that when I retired from the army, she would go to work full time. On the funny side of that, she went to work <laughs> a little bit full time. She went to full time earlier than we expected. Yeah. Um, so I became a stay at home dad. The first year was really, really hard. Uh, the second year became easier. The third year became easier after that. Now it's a cakewalk. Uh, every time my, my wife's home, they want to be with her, obviously, because she works seven on, seven off at nights. And right now they're at a friend's house right now. So that's why I'm able to do podcast. But, um, but yeah, just having her support all the way through, having friends like Kevin and his support, whether he realizes it or not, he's been a great support uh, doing it. Uh, having working out every single day that I can work out helps out having goals, having lots and lots of goals or yeah. not lots of goals, but having achievable goals helps out too. This is an achievable goal. Uh, the, uh, the cigar shop, it might not be an achievable goal for everybody, but has something that's achievable for you. Set that first goal up. My first goal when I got out of the army was to do CrossFit and, uh, compete in the local games that we have that we mail in our, 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 uh, our scores to, I did not do well at all, but I competed. That yeah. was my first goal is just to compete. Then it became to do better the next year, which I did do. And then the year after that, then it became, all right, get a job. Well, I couldn't find a job that got depressing after a while. So I said, fine, screw you, screw you guys. I'm going to make my own job. Yeah. That kind of thing. So, uh, have you ever thought about, uh, service dog or do, do you guys have any pets or, uh, we did have, we've had, I've had three pets and all three of them died to cancer. Oh, so we're not getting any more pets. I've had yeah. a bad long, I've had a bad luck of dogs. Well, that's, I mean, the only reason I bring that up is, uh, my, my last episode I did with uh, a guy in Pittsburgh, his name's Ben Keen. Mm-hmm. And he was in, uh, 101st airborne air assault. Yeah. And he's uh, he he has a service dog uh, through Guardian Angels. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, man, I'll tell you what, like, I mean, as I told you before we started, like, I, I don't really have a, a format or anything to go by. Uh, but for the first hour, hour and a half, we talked about the service dogs and how, you know, uh, the difference between service and emotional support and all that, but like his, his PTSD and how much help the, the, you know, Bolt, Bolt has been, uh, his, mm-hmm. his dog's name is Bolt. Um, and it, it's really fascinating. Uh, I, I really love that conversation and finding out about it, all of that, but, uh, and obviously everybody's going to have their own way to go about things. Right. Uh, but, uh, that's... I, I looked into the service dog thing. It just didn't work out for me. 
Yeah. I'm not saying it's not a great program because I've seen it help many people. And I think it's a great program. I've had friends that have service dogs. I've had, uh, uh, they, are service dogs and there's, uh, emotional support animals, yeah. which are also dogs. And they, they work out great for me. Just, just something that hasn't played out for me. Yeah. No, and it understandable. So, uh, if there's, if there's one piece of advice that you could give to anyone that's going through that thought process, uh, uh, who, who may not have that strong family support system, um, what kind of advice would, would you give them? Remember that you remember always that someone does love you, whether you realize it or not. There is someone out there that cares whether you're not whether you are here or not. If you need to call somebody, uh, call somebody. Your buddies care. You have friends, whether you realize it or not. Because there's people that don't have a strong family support system, but I guarantee you have a friend that will miss you. Yeah, that's I've, you know, not not military related, but uh, you know, that's I've had, uh, you know, in my lifetime I've had five or six of my friends go that route and uh it's it's not an easy thing to go through um but uh yeah and there's always that you know gee i I wonder what i could have done to help so that's uh the the more information that's out there from from people with experience and everything the better so um you know that's just one of those things where you know, like it, like you, you've had experience with it. So any advice, uh, yeah, definitely needs to be out in the open. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. So how long, how long have you been out now? I've been out since 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Been Tampa the whole time, uh, since then or. Yep. Moved straight from Fort Hood to here. My doctor said I needed a steady climate. Gotcha. So we picked you. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Um, No. That's I keep joking with my wife, telling her that I want to move to Texas. Uh, But I don't think she she says it gets too hot there. Well, not not the whole state. Like we go we go to a more temperate area of Texas. Like you get whatever weather you want in Texas. Uh, But yeah, I don't know. Um, The Midwest is Midwest. Oh no, no that that's. Hey, I'm happy. I mean, if, if, uh, if anybody's, if anybody listens, here's that. And, you know, has a, has a positive, uh, a positive outlook because of it, then. I then mean, we did something. Exactly. So, um, I've, I've got no problems with that. So, yeah. but, um, uh, you plan on staying in Tampa? I'm sorry, but I, I muted myself for a little bit and, but no, Charlie, you, you've, you've nailed it, man. You've, you've uh, expressed yourself extremely well. And, you know, and the, like Brian said, it's like anybody listening out there, I'll tell you what you've, you've, uh, you've done everybody a service. You, you, you've, you've put your service in, but just what you have said here is a service to anybody else listening. No, you're, you, you, you nailed it, man. And, and, you know, that, that's, I, that's it. All right. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, not, not, nothing wrong with that. So, yeah. um, 
So do you have, uh, did you have family in Tampa or was it just, just weather that, that my, made you? My uh, aunt lives in uh, Clearwater and we were trying to look in Clearwater or Seminole area and that housing was just so freaking expensive. It wasn't even funny. So he looked a little further out and yeah. found Ruskin and Ruskin was really, was really affordable. So he picked Ruskin and, uh, and bought, bought a house here. Yeah. That's I, I got a buddy of mine from cigar geeks again, who's, who's in Clearwater. Um, he's a, he's a crotchety old man. Uh, he's a, he was, he was a mailman for, for a long time. And, uh, he, he's, uh, he's the old geezer of the group, I guess the, he's the, he's the, he's the top curmudgeon, the, the, the get off my lawn, son of a bitch type guy. But was it, is, is it Cliff Clavin? No, no, but that's, uh, uh, I, yeah, pretty much. So. Cliff, Cliff Clavin meets uh, Clint Eastwood. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, um, no, that's, uh, I don't know. I, I like Florida to visit. I'm not, uh, that's not going to be my first spot if I get my choice of, uh, place to move. So not for everybody, man. No. And, and right now I'm, I'm stuck in the, I'm stuck in this area for a while. I, I work at the steel mill. Uh, okay. so it's like kind of, kind of stuck with that. Um, at least until after I, uh, cause I, uh, hoping to become a mechanic at the mill and get all that experience. And then after that, you know, if the steel mill shuts down, I can go anywhere in the country. So nice. So there's, there's a, a steel mill in Chicago, uh, Indiana. I'm, I'm, uh, I got you. I got you. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm 15 minutes from Chicago, but I'm on the Indiana, I'm the Indiana side of Chicago. All right. So yeah, that's, uh, the, the steel mills are in Gary and East Chicago and, uh, 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 Burns Harbor out this way. So, but, um, no, that's if I, if I had my choice, it'd, it'd probably be, uh, either Texas or Arizona, uh, somewhere around, somewhere around there. Or Texas ta- tax free. Yeah. And just like Florida. Yeah. Uh, Florida's not tax free, is it? It's state, in- no state income tax. Oh, I didn't know that. Tennessee, Same. Texas, and Florida. Um, <laughs> what New New Hampshire and Delaware as well, right? Or is I that? Or is, so. I don't know. Because uh, I, I, I know New New Hampshire is live free or die. I I don't think they have any state taxes there. Uh, Delaware, I remember because I I lived in Maryland for a little while. I lived in Ocean City, Maryland for a little while, and um, I mean, I, I would I would take the bus to cross the state line to buy cigarettes back in the day when i smoked cigarettes and because uh, it because it was tax-free a, a, a carton of cigarettes in delaware was you know 20 bucks cheaper than in maryland so wow yeah but um i mean hell this is this is like 1999 2000 like right around mm. there so Oh, that's disgusting to think about how long ago that's been. <laughs> but, so, anything else uh, you guys want to get out there? Or? No. I I dropped my cigar on the floor. I 
get that out there. Oh, I don't think we talked. What What were you smoking tonight, Kevin? You know, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to get it off the ground to tell you. <laughs> no. Right here. Is that Primos? Is that what it says? Yeah, I think it's Primos. Yeah. Who Who's that by? AJ Fernandez, isn't it? Yes, exactly. Okay. I haven't and, had one of those either. Yeah, so. and it's a it's a little bigger, um, you know, gauge than I'm used to used to smoking. But I really I really liked it tonight. Yeah. Brian, we'll we'll send you a little little pack of uh, AJ Fernandez. We'll we'll send you a little five pack. That works. So. Yeah. Um, so do you guys have a, a website or anything, or are you doing any social media, or what, what do you guys have going on for the shop so far? We got cigarsotb.com. That stands for Cigars on the Boulevard uh, is our website. It has us listed on construction. It has our, our projected staff, some people that we've hired for events right now. They're doing events for us when we can get events going. And – they're acting as contractors right now. Um, and then we have myself up there and we'll have Kevin up there as soon as he gives me a picture as I've been hounding him about. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> take, take some, uh, take some like late eighties, early nineties glamor shots for him. <laughs> you know, see, oh, see, like track suit, the, the track suit thing. Yeah. See if you could find an Olin mills that's still open and, uh, Grab, grab a couple snapshots. I'm telling you, I cannot believe you said Olin Mills. That is, <laughs> yep. That is such a flashback to, you know, like grade school, high school photos. Yep. That's, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> so, no doubt. Uh, so, Facebook page or Instagram or anything like that? We have an Instagram that we have to hold two pictures on right now. I'm trying to get more on there. I'm trying to be better about it. Uh, and that that's true, Charlie. That's what's what hey, my wife Carrie. She's setting up some of that stuff, right? Right. She's. We're working together. I've given her passwords back and forth, and we're working together to get that going. Uh, oh. The Facebook page she's got going on. Cool. Right here, what is what is your uh, what is your Instagram? Cigars. On the BLVD, I think. Right. Find it. Yeah, I got it. Oh, there you are. You just asked to follow. I did. So, all right, cool. Uh, we'll can... get more pictures on there. Hey, that's, man, <laughs> I'm so lazy when it comes to social media. And uh, I, guess, I guess the podcast in general, like I said, I, I do it when I can. Uh, that's, uh, like tonight, I, I almost had a buddy of mine come by um, while we were doing this just so I could fit in like two two things at once, uh, ha hang out with a buddy while talking to you guys and knock out two birds with one stone because that's I, I, I feel so guilty if I end up doing uh, um, a couple things in the same week when, it, when I'm on days because I, I, I'm on swing shift. So it, it's, it's rare that I've got a full week of just days. Uh, uh -huh. I, I feel guilty if I have, you know, two things going on that week instead of just spending time with the family. So I understand that. Well, next time have your buddy, you know, sit next to you. Oh no, that, that, that's what I mean. Like he would have been on the show. He, he was on the show before, but, uh, 
yeah, just a just a bullshit and whatnot. But I, I didn't want to take anything away from um, from the conversation. So, all right. So cigars on the BLVD is the Instagram. Uh, cigarsotb.com, correct? Correct. And that's I I can't stop thinking of uh, like thinking off track betting. I, I think of uh, <laughs> cigars off track betting. Like that's, that sounds like a dangerous place to be at, you know, spend, spend money on the cigars and then waste your money betting on the ponies. You know? Well, that's, that's, you know, that's the market. That's the market we're going for. Yeah. We want to come in get a cigarette and waste all their money. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> some of the things we're going to have at the, at the, uh, the boulevard is we're going to have a VIP room, the humidor, obviously, um seating capacity for i think it was like 50 something actually close to 70 close to 70 okay right. um lockers we're we're doing starting correct me if i'm wrong on this one kevin we're starting byob and then going to beer and wine yeah we're gonna yeah i mean honestly our our goal is to go liquor you know liquor beer yeah. wine um uh it, you know we'll you know if, if the stars align, we'll be able to be, you know, serving, serving whiskey, not just beer and wine, but we'll, we'll get the beer and wine for sure. And then, um, you know, like I said, you know, say your prayers and, you know, we'll get some liquor in there because, you know, nothing, I mean, having a cigar and a glass of whiskey is, there's nothing better. And I'll tell you yeah. what, like I, I love BYOB, but from, from the business standpoint, um, uh, you know, it just doesn't seem like the the, the lucrative option. Um, if, if you have the opportunity to acquire a license, um, and, and you know, and Brian, the only the only reason why we ha- we would have a bo byob scenario is be- because everything else is in the process. Well, yeah, you know? that's I that I, I get that. Um, but like, would would you be afraid of uh, like the the clientele getting used to? being able to bring everything in and then having to switch over or um that's, so that's a great that's an excellent excellent question because um you know i've thought about that we've thought about that and um um the fact that you have to sh- almost train the people like okay if you open tomorrow and you have byob for let's say a month or two the, the day they walk in the establishment you have to say hey this is extremely temporary you can bring it but it can be taken away from you tomorrow so that's it's expectations you know you've got to set that or uh, i mean tell them like hey enjoy it while it lasts because uh you know the the the, the prices are going to to increase on on yeah Yeah. and and there will be corking fees and there'll be things that you can do with owning a locker and stuff like that okay so so is that is that an option? Like once you do get your license, is it an option to have uh, the service and BYOB at the same time? Not in Florida. Okay, no. I, I didn't. I, I don't. I don't think you could do that in Indiana either. Um, yeah. As a matter of fact, like Indiana, like BYOB is. Uh, I, I want to say it's off the table now because uh, oh, wow. I know one of the shops. They, you know, it was great. BYOB. Uh, you know, easy, convenient, and yeah. now it's uh, they they had to get really strict with it. And you know, all right, look, sorry guys, but we can't do it anymore. You know, I'm not going to lose my business over 
letting you bring a bottle in, you know, right, right, right. Uh, which, which sucks because I mean, that's uh, just another level of the community that, that, that you bring in along with the cigar community. Like, uh, you know, somebody has a bottle and, and everybody shares, you know, it's just uh, one, one of those things, but uh, yeah, the state says no. So, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, and even here in Tampa, um, you know, there's a, there's a restaurant right down the street from, from where I live, which is, you know, down the street from where Charlie lives. And um, they have not had a beer and wine license for the three or four years they've been open. And, and people take beer and wine in there. I don't, I don't know that anybody takes liquor in there because it's, you know, you're going to dinner and so you have beer or wine, but it doesn't exclude them from, from bringing uh, liquor. But, and then, you know, outside of that, some other people say they've been doing it wrong for three or four years. <laughs> like, like they're not allowed to do it, but I'm going like, that's my bellwether. That's my bellwether, you know, uh, benchmark. Yeah. Like, somebody does it for three, four years. Don't you think it's legal? Yeah. And then my next thing is if ATF or some other, or whatever the four letter agency is for the state of Florida comes in and tells us we can't do it. <laughs> guess what we're going to do? We're going to stop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, it's, def- it's definitely not losing a business over. So no. Right. But, uh, all right, guys. Uh, do you guys have any uh, personal pages you want to throw out there or just the, uh, Cigars on the Boulevard pages. I think the no, just, yeah. All right. So that's uh, Instagram. It's cigars on the BLVD. The website is uh, cigarsotb.com. And are are you guys going to put together a Facebook page or? It. You can click our Facebook page from the uh, from the uh, the website. We're putting okay. together one right now. Yeah, Carrie's doing a great job of building that. All right. Uh, other than that, if anybody wants to schedule you for one of these traveling events, uh, how would they go about that? They can email me at charlie at cigarsotb.com or they can go to our website and click the contact us portion on our website and they can get in touch with me because it goes directly to my email. Right on. So... And I'll go back and forth and work out all the details. All right, guys. Well, uh, thanks for hanging out with me for a bit. And uh, I'm, sh- I'm sure we'll talk again soon. And um, definitely when I, when I get out that way, I will hit you up. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks, Thank Brian. You very- Thank you very much, Brian. Oh, absolutely. All right. There you have it. So don't forget to check out Cigars on the Boulevard. Uh, the links will be in the show notes. And thanks for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed uh Brian at theherfcast.com, stogiebird.com. Use the code theherfcast. And a special shout-out to Jason McFarland Sr., who keeps making me fucking drink while I'm editing this episode. You're a dick. Anyway, uh, that's a little inside joke, I guess. Um, So, Cigars on the Boulevard, Tampa Bay, Florida. Check them out and support me on Patreon if you feel the need to. That'd be awesome. Uh, links on my web page, the, uh, theherfcast.com. Thanks again, everybody. Bye.